is an issue right there. That's an issue right there. So Kim Fox is at it again. She doesn't want to say anything because that puts her in a bad light. She doesn't want to say anything because that puts her in a bad light. Shouldn't be surprising. Quote, the Cook County State's Attorney's Office takes allegations of misconduct seriously and, in the wake of this incident, has taken additional steps to improve and increase the ongoing training of staff. Ongoing training. Ongoing training. Ongoing training. So they're telling you it's a training issue. Ongoing training. That's Kim Fox. That's Kim Fox. But at least you can get some prosecutors indicted up there. At least you could do that. Better late than never, I suppose, but at least you can do that. They only put the man on trial three times. They only put the man on trial three times. They only gave him three whacks at him. Allowed to keep going around, and you're telling me they pulled it off single-handedly? Hell no, you're supposed to have the whole office marched out in handcuffs. And they're supposed to be facing life sentences. He certainly was. He was certainly facing a life sentence. But we're going to move away here now. We're sitting in Chicago. Let's go ahead and see if we can go somewhere else. Now, this is a story that a lot of you may be familiar with, some of you may not be, but a lot of you may be familiar with this. You might be familiar with this. And this is a story here about the Clayton County Sheriff. This is a story about the Clayton County Sheriff, and he's been indicted, which usually, actually, he's been indicted and found guilty. I said indicted and found guilty, but yeah, he's actually been indicted and found guilty. Now they're just trying to figure out how much time they want to give him. That's what they're trying to figure out now is how much time they want to give him. And usually you'd be thinking to yourself, well, hell, a sheriff getting indicted, much less being found guilty. It's like, wow, how in the hell do we get to that? How in the hell do we get there? How do we get to a sheriff being indicted and and, and found guilty? And, And with all the bad sheriffs you got around America, how in the world did you pull that off? And it shouldn't be surprising because these are the rules. This is the law of the land and these are the rules. So when they do these kind of things, just understand what you're really up against. When they do these kind of things. Because it's not accidental. Some of you are familiar with this out of the state of Georgia. Some of you are familiar with it. For those of you who are not, 
I'm going to give a little background information. I'm going to tie all of this together before it's over, but I want to give a little bit of background information here. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover the story here first from the news there about what's happening, and then we're going to come back and give you some more information about it. This is an emergency service in the United States. No, it's not. not, not Following tonight at 6, we have obtained the video that prompted a federal jury to convict former Clayton County Sheriff Victor Hill. This comes just days before Hill is set to be sentenced in federal court. As our Caitlin Walsh reports, the video was secretly recorded inside the sheriff's office and used by federal authorities during his trial. And she has the exclusive details tonight. Hill is about to be sentenced on six counts of violating the rights of prisoners inside the Clayton County Jail. The video is six minutes long and shows the former sheriff's face as he orders deputies to strap a man down in a restraint chair just minutes after he was arrested. We've blurred that man's face because he's not charged with a crime. The room gets quiet as former Clayton County Sheriff Victor Hill walks into a holding cell to confront a prisoner. This is an emergency service in the United States. No, it's not. not, not the video shows the man handcuffed and complying with deputies' orders, calling the sheriff sir as he asks about his rights. Clayton County jail policy allows the use of a restraint chair only when the prisoner is a threat to themselves or others. But former prisoners testified that Victor Hill commanded that they sat in the chair for up to 10 hours. While Hill claims he's not guilty, this video shows him order the inmate to be strapped into the chair. Seven former inmates testified against Hill, telling the jury they were scared, in pain, and forced to urinate on themselves because they were not allowed to use the bathroom. The jury ultimately found Hill guilty of violating six inmates' rights, including this man who testified at trial. Now sit there and see if you can get some damn sense here. Victor Hill's sentencing is at the discretion of the judge. He- now, I'm not going to try to say one way or the other about this, although what I will say is... Um, there certainly is a lot of, well, there certainly are some stories about Mr. Hill from Fox 5 in Atlanta. And there's a reason why I'm doing this. Fox 5 in Atlanta has a story about this, so we can go ahead and get you all caught up. And there's a reason I'm going over this. The Victor Hill trial, this was back in December when he was found guilty on six of seven federal charges. So it wasn't the state that did this, it was federal that did this. After multiple days of deliberation, a federal jury has found suspended Clayton County Sheriff Victor Hill guilty on six of seven charges. He violated the constitutional rights of pretrial detainees by having them strapped in restraint chairs inside the jail for hours at a time. 
While prosecutors allege Hill used the chair arbitrarily to punish detainees, his defense team argued the sheriff employed the device as a preventative measure to help control inmates' potentially dangerous behavior. The jury began their deliberations Friday afternoon and continued through Wednesday afternoon when the jury came back with a verdict. The jury found Hill not guilty on the fifth count. Prosecutors did not provide direct proof that Hill gave the order to restrain the suspect as they did with other detainees. The judge polled the jury of nine men and three women who all confirmed the verdict read in court was the verdict they reached. Federal prosecutors allege Hill violated the constitutional rights of pretrial detainees inside the jail between December 2019 and May 2020. Seven alleged victims were held in restraint chairs for hours, according to an indictment. Even though they're telling you, by the way, we may or may not have all the evidence we need. The U.S. attorney who indicted Hill, Kurt Erskine, said the sheriff harmed detainees and affected public trust in law enforcement. The indictment claims Hill violated his own policy that a restraint chair can be used for a violent or uncontrollable person to prevent injury or property damage if other techniques don't work, and that the chair, quote, will never be authorized as a form of punishment. The indictment alleges a deputy arrested a teenager accused of vandalism in 2020, and the deputy text Hill a photo of the teen in a patrol car. Quote, how old is he? Hill text, according to an indictment. 17, the deputy responded. Chair, Hill responded. Hill is accused of calling a landscaper who had a dispute with one of Hill's deputies. The indictment says he instructed the deputy to take out a warrant for harassing communications. Hill allegedly sent a fugitive squad to try to arrest the man on the misdemeanor charge, the indictment says. The man hired a lawyer and cooperated with jail staff before Hill ordered him placed in the restraint chair, the indictment says. A man arrested in May 2020 for speeding and driving with a suspended driver's license was also strapped into the restraint chair on Hill's orders, according to the indictment. A sheriff's office employee then put a hood over the man's head, and he was hit twice in the face, causing him to bleed, the indictment says. Some people were left restrained so long they urinated in the chair, the indictment says. Okay, you keep saying the indictment says, switch it up. Governor Brian Kemp suspends Victor Hill. In an executive order, Governor Brian Kemp suspended Hill from office pending the outcome of a federal case against him. The governor appointed a review commission on May 19th to comb through the federal indictment and decide whether the charges related to Hill's duties as sheriff would negatively impact his ability to carry them out. Hill pleaded not guilty to the charges in the indictment. A Fulton County Superior Court judge denied a request to override the governor's suspension. Hill's defense team said the detainees had exhibited violent or uncontrollable behavior before they arrived at the jail or displayed what Sheriff Hill called, quote, pre-attack indicators that showed they could act out. Lawyers for the suspended sheriff said the charges are politically motivated. Two former jail detainees testified that deputies kept them in restraint chairs for hours, causing them to urinate on themselves while they were bound. 
One of them testified it, quote, felt like torture. Drew Findling, one of Hill's lawyers, cross-examined both men about inconsistencies between their trial testimony and what they had previously told investigators. But Findling noted that one man told the FBI he had been knocked unconscious as police tried to arrest him, but stated in court that he was faking. The defense attorney also questioned one of the detainees about their account to the FBI that the state trooper who pulled him over had been rude and uncooperative. Hill testified restraint chairs can be used as a proactive measure and some of the people who were detained had a history of violence. If they suffered pain, that was not the intent, Hill said. Hill was the key witness as the defense presented their case. Defense attorney Marissa Goldberg walked Hill through the circumstances of each alleged victim, and he explained why he decided to put them in restraint chairs. Prosecutors, however, argued that none of the detainees were exhibiting that behavior during their time in jail and did not pose an active threat at the time they were put in chairs. Folks, I want you to understand, will you please explain to me, when was the last time that you saw a white sheriff indicted by the feds and convicted? I'll wait. When was the last time that you heard about a white sheriff anywhere in America being arrested and indicted by the feds for misconduct towards inmates? You got a prison in Mississippi where they drop it like flies and the feds haven't indicted anybody. But Joe Biden has figured out a way to do this. Hell, you got them in jails in Georgia, and yet mm, not a whole lot going on until you found the right one to get. That's my point. And if you didn't live in Georgia, you wouldn't know that was the case. If you didn't live in Georgia, you wouldn't know that was the case. I want you to keep that in mind. If you didn't live in Georgia, you wouldn't even know that was the case. Think about that for a moment. Think about that for a moment. Now, by the way, by the way there, before anybody tries to say Arizona, I, I, you, you didn't listen to what I asked. You didn't actually listen to the question that was asked. So all I'm gonna say, I don't have time to go into Arpaio now. Google is your friend. So before you try to act like, ooh, I heard fans and sheriff, hand up. No, Google's your friend. Google's your friend. Now, there are some things here. There are some things. And by the way, just to let you know that it's recent history, it's actually recent history, because now you're seeing these things go a different way. Now you're seeing these things go a different way. 
By the way, there are folks in the chat room saying all kinds of erroneous things. So anybody reading this later, just understand they're completely wrong about that. I mean, they're 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 not listening to what I said. They're talking about deputy sheriffs. I said the sheriff. I said the sheriff. Folks, Google is your friend. I'm going to say that because Google is your buddy. Some of you dispute this apparently. You don't think Google's your friend. I'm telling you right now, Google is your lifeline. You can run the bias into that. But, you know, I mean, Joe Biden has been busy with other things. You know, if you do want to know what they have been considering about police out there, they've certainly been considering that. As a matter of fact, um, in the case of Breonna Taylor, in the case of Breonna Taylor, what? don't worry, Joe Biden's White House and um, Attorney General Merrick Garland and Kristen Clark are hard at work, man. They are hard at work. But I'm telling you, they are hard at work. They are on the J-O-B. I know some of you might have thought this, no, they ain't doing nothing. Oh, yes, they are certainly hard at work. First, they're sweeping Emmett Till under the rug, and now they're like, hey, we'd like to go for a twofer here. We'd like to go for a twofer. This coming from 11, channel 11. Go ahead and turn the volume up for that. It's an indictment on Metro Police, Metro Government, and our community. A two-year investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice ending right in Metro Hall with a tough look in the mirror on racism, discrimination, and unfair policing. Hello, everyone. Here tonight at 6, I'm Doug Prophet, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, and his team flying to Louisville to make the announcement in person alongside Mayor Craig Greenberg and Interim Police Chief Jacqueline Gwyn Villaruel. These are the major findings from this lengthy report. LNPD using unnecessary and excessive force. This includes unjustified net restraints and the unreasonable use of police dogs and tasers. They also discovered LNPD conducts searches based on invalid warrants including unlawful search warrants without knocking or announcing that they are the police, like the warrant that led to Breonna Taylor's death. The report also detailing unlawful stops, searches, and arrests of people during traffic and pedestrian stops. Now, all of those findings, they say, happen to black and white people across Louisville and those with mental disabilities. In blunt language, the DOJ just says we discriminated against black people in the police department and violated the rights of protesters engaged in protected speech. The report also detailed 36 recommendations to address the root causes of these violations. You can see some of them here. These are some of the top ones. Enhancing youth. I'll take it from here, Johnny. Enhance use of force policies, reporting and review procedures. Enhance them. You've already got those rules and regulations on the books now. There's nothing to enhance improve policies and training related to residential search warrant executions. Doesn't that go to the same category as enhance? Take a look at how many times you see the words improve. Improve policies and training related to residential search warrant executions. So in other words, these rules are already on the books. You're saying, oh, but they need to be improved. But they're already on the books, which is why you're saying you need to improve them. You didn't say create them. You said improve them. Improve training on protests and demonstrations. 
oh, then you've already got rules on the books about training on protests and demonstrations. You already have training. Well, we need to improve it. We need to improve policies, improve training, improve training for supervisors. Isn't the whole point of having supervisors that you don't need to train them? Isn't that the whole point? Improve officer health and wellness programs. That means they're trying to blame it on anger management and not white supremacy. Improve policies and training on responding to allegations of sexual assault and domestic violence. So this is the whitewashing committee here and oh, we need to improve the rules. You've, the rules are already there. Why are you not enforcing them? So force policies, reporting and reviewing procedures. Improving policies and training to create a better training process for responding to sexual assault and domestic violence. Louisville will now start negotiating the terms of a federal consent decree, federal oversight of Metro Police to correct the issues. We begin tonight with Isaiah. Now, did you hear that? He said that Louisville will start negotiating. Oh, they're going to start negotiating this with the feds, allegedly. Negotiating it, but you know what they're not saying? Oh, no, we're not arresting anybody. No arrests, no prosecutions. No, 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 no. We just want you all to start running your police department, quote, unquote, better. Kim Martinez and Isaiah, the news conference covered many years of issues. Doug, you said it. For years, we're talking tracing back, dating back to fire police chief Steve Conrad as one example. Now, one key part of this report is the verbiage it uses, present tense verbs for example discriminates versus discriminated which means according to the doj these problems very much still exist here within the metro in 2023 the scathing report so many anticipated is published for all to see okay if you're acknowledging that the problem is present not former but is present then why is it if Sheriff Hill can be indicted for what he was currently doing, why is it that no one in Louisville PD is being indicted by the feds for what they're currently doing? You just admitted that the issue is ongoing. Why are there not ongoing arrests and prosecutions? Wouldn't that be the natural conclusion that you would make? Pen put to paper, presenting issues the Louisville community has long said have existed for years. Tonight, the U.S. Department of Justice telling them they were right. There is reasonable cause to believe that Louisville Metro and LMPD engaged in a pattern or practice of conduct that violates the First and Fourth Amendments of the Constitution. Attorney General Merrick Garland details what the DOJ found to be systemic problems, including a series of reported incidents showing excessive use of force. On page 15 of a 90-page report, the feds highlight an LMPD officer ordering his dog to bite a black 14-year-old who was not resisting arrest. The dog let off its leash, biting the teen several times, despite the teen reportedly pleading for help. Officers stood over him for nearly 30 seconds as the dog gnawed on the boy's arm. Some have videotaped themselves throwing drinks at pedestrians from... Okay, did they indict them, arrest them? Okay, you talked about that. By the way, indictments, arrests. Um, 
oh, well, we're here to document their wrongdoing. Hello, indictments, arrests. They videotaped themselves throwing drinks at pedestrians from their cars, assaulted people with disabilities, and called black people monkeys, animal, and boy. Page 16, DOJ officials cite what they call unreasonable and unsafe use of tasers. One example describes a black man under the influence in his own home, reportedly, quote, acting strange and dancing around. The report notes when he later ignores officers' commands, one of the officers tases the man. Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark says their investigation reveals numerous incidents of discriminatory policing. LMPD charges black people at higher rates than white people for the same. That hairline. Tether. That Klingon hairline. <laughs> My folks from the Caribbean, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk for a minute. That Klingon hairline. And of course, Kristen Clark is only one of the mannies on duty during this press conference. She's only one of them. And of course, she's the usual suspects. Why, every case that's come ahead of her, every time you question her about that Emmett Till, for example, they sent her out. She was one, yeah, well, you know, he's dead. Carolyn Clark, no autopsy, no foul. Forget about that. We're not worried about it. Incidents of discriminatory policing. LMPD charges black people at higher rates than white people for the same you misdemeanor offenses. This pattern of racial discrimination fuels distrust. The findings are wide-ranging, detailing incidents involving white citizens, too. Page 13, a white man is pulled over for speeding and DUI. The report says when the driver doesn't immediately agree to a breathalyzer test, the officer takes hold of him, pushes him down onto the grass, and later grabs and squeezes his throat. Mayor Craig Greenberg citing this as just one of the many in theory. Okay, did you hear that garbage there? See, this is why they sent their little hairless mammy. This is why they sent their little hairless mammy to sit up here. And after all those years of Kristen Clark sitting her bald ass on Twitter talking about what she yeah, would do if she were in a position. Well, she's in a position now and she's just towing the line and doing nothing. You heard the difference there. So you have a 14-year-old black child, 14-year-old child who gets, literally gets the dogs sick on. Literally. You have a black man in his home who gets tased and falls flat on his back. For the white man, he gets pushed to the ground and arrested. And you're trying to compare those two. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about somebody getting pushed to the ground and being arrested. We're talking about folks getting tased, which could kill them, getting bitten by dogs, children, getting bitten by dogs. Might have to happen anyway. And they've gone ahead and marched her out there hairline looking like a hijab and she's going to tell us about well let me give you the details okay you haven't given us any of the details about what we're going to do you haven't done that at all people for the same misdemeanor offenses this pattern of racial discrimination fuels distrust the findings are wide-ranging detailing incidents involving white citizens too 
Page 13, a white man is pulled over for speeding and DUI. The report says when the driver doesn't immediately agree to a breathalyzer test, the officer takes hold of him, pushes him down onto the grass, and later grabs and squeezes his throat. Mayor Craig Greenberg citing this as just one of the many infuriating examples of abuse. Too many people who deserve respect and dignity didn't get it from officers of the law sworn to protect them. Instead, they received contempt and abuse. To those people who've been harmed on behalf of our city government, I'm sorry. Someone tell me why Kristen Clark is over there looking like Tulsa Doom from Conan the Barbarian. Man, that bitch looks fucked up. Correction. Tulsa Doom. I'm taking a look right now. Tulsa Doom's hairline actually comes down to the front of his head, so. Um, Tulsa Doom's grandfather, I don't know. This man's in the I'm sorry. Okay, hello, indictments. Indictments. No word on any indictments. Nothing, nothing at all. Okay, fine. Press conference. The DOJ says LMPD officers routinely use force when no threat is posed to them. Instead, simply doing so when people do not immediately follow their orders or challenge their authority. Interim Police Chief Jackie Gwen Villaroyal making a pledge. Our officers are committed to upholding the Constitution with honor and distinction. Oh, now, uh, y'all are going to just say I mean. Folks, her whole face is painted on. Them eyebrows came from the Crayola people. The hairline looks like it was stitched in place by the My Little Pony folks in Hasbro. I'm not trying to diss nobody. I'm just saying, obviously, the criterion is Mammy's own parade. That's the problem. So I guess you can't get a job around here if you got your real hairline. I, I guess you can. I guess they're only getting people who get their hair sewed in, black women who get their hair sewed in. Only black women. If you're a black woman who can actually go see your beautician, then we don't really want to. Only one saying it. And folks are trying to tell us, y'all need to be quiet right here. You need to be second term. Let, let the man work now. You need to give him time. But the second term. Five years passed. Six years passed. Seven years passed. The next election had been made and Donald Trump was elected president. And don't y'all know, there were some other Negroes talking about, well, don't worry. Obama gonna do something for black folk after he's out of office. What? Do you all remember those people? I never heard nobody say that shit. Obama gonna do something after he got out of office. Obama gonna do something for us after can't do a goddamn thing. For those of you just tuning in to the new black media and black channel here a decade later, oh no, that was literally what they were saying. There were literally people on the internet, many of you and your families, talking about Barack Obama was going to do something for black people after he left the White House. Now, they never explained what it was he was going to do. All I can imagine is either the crack is very strong in their part of the country, they have failed physics, uh, civics, or the delusion in their family is, is just reached schizophrenic proportions. But no, that's what they were saying. Obama gonna do something with black people after he did that office. No, that's literally what they were saying. Literally. And guess what? Them same folks will be saying that about Kristen Clark. Well, you know, she couldn't do nothing for black folk before she got to work in the Justice Department. Now that she in the Justice Department, see, Jason, you got to understand, we're playing chess now. We're playing chess. 
So she can't really do that right now, Jay-Z with you. But as soon as she get out the Justice Department, then she gonna do something black folk again. You gotta understand that cowardice doesn't rely on rationality. Cowardice simply relies on cowardice. And we were calling this out from the very beginning. So hell no. Hell no. No, she is not going to get the light glove treatment. The hell she is. Folks are going to listen to us and they're going to find out exactly what we think. You want to know what the black street thinks about Kamala Harris and Kristen Clark and Katanji Brown Jackson? By the way, did we just find KKK? <laughs> did we just find KKK? I think we did. I think we did. Kamala, Kristen, Katanji. I'm pretty sure we just got KKK out of it. So when we go speaking on the KKKs, not the AKAs, but the KKKs, when we go speaking on them, I want folk to be very, very clear on where we stand on that. We're not giving them a quarter, we're not giving them an inch, and we're not going to pretend that we didn't see what we saw or hear what we heard, because that could be any one of us tomorrow. That could be any one of us tomorrow. We don't do our, there is no brotherhood or sisterhood with folks who set up here and betrayed the people and betrayed the soil. There is no brotherhood or sisterhood. Damn sure is any respect. We don't have any brotherhood or sisterhood with individuals who have betrayed the people and the soil. We don't have that. Don't sit up here coming to me looking for that. You ain't going to find it. She's had years now. Kristen Clark has had years to earn our respect. If she wanted our respect, indict Carolyn Clark and George Zimmerman and Daniel Pantaleo. That would have gotten respect. A first-year law student could have done that, and yet this woman works in the Department of Justice and isn't doing it. That's because she's collaborating with them. Tell me, in the chat room, somebody tell me, who of significance who didn't walk into the damn courtroom saying, okay, give me a life sentence, Did Chris, has Kristen Clark put in prison on behalf of black folk? Name them. <laughs> Name who Kristen Clark has taken the trial and imprisoned on behalf of black people who didn't walk in there with the damn bloody guns and the butcher knife and say, here, give me a life sentence. Name who she's done. Name who she has brought to trial and imprisoned. Show me the trial of the century there that that's happened with. These are basic civil rights <laughs> violations that any first year law student would be able to prosecute in a court of law. And this woman's giving you excuses about what she can't do. Hell, she's not even giving excuses. She's just saying, oops, can't do nothing. She's not even explaining why she can't do it. Well, not enough evidence. So, uh, oh, I got a train to catch by. You think she's going to get any respect from me? Are you kidding me? Pepper looks like Kermit the Frog with an Uncle Ruckus wig. I don't have any respect for nothing like that. Damn that. Hell no. I don't have any respect for that. No. 
and somebody needs to. There needs to be a penalty for that. Ridicule is the least we can do. Ridicule is the least we can do. Okay. That's the very least. You want? I've been trying to get blog talk up and going here, and I guess blog talk is down tonight. I guess it's down tonight because it's on the screen, but it won't connect to it to take calls. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I guess they're down or having a glitch, whatever the case might be. But it's not connecting for that tonight. It's not connecting for that tonight. I can see about getting Zoom up and going here. I suppose I can do that. I suppose I can see about getting Zoom up and going. It depends. Show of hands in the chat room. If you all would like me to go ahead and get Zoom started instead, let me know what you think. If you want us to just go ahead and sign off, we can do that also. It's not a big deal. We can do that also. So if you want me to start Zoom, give me the lightning bolt emoji in the chat room. If you don't want us to start Zoom, give me the thumbs down emoji, and we'll just go ahead and pack it in for the night. So if you want us to start Zoom, give me the lightning bolt emoji. Give me the lightning bolt emoji if you want us to start Zoom. If you don't, give me the thumbs down emoji. Simple as that. Lightning bolts if you want to Zoom, thumbs down if you don't. Lightning bolts if you want to Zoom, thumbs down if you don't. Holla. Okay, so far, so good. I'm a big fan of doing it like this, to be totally honest with you, but um, we'll go ahead and make it happen. We'll go ahead and make it happen. All right, you all have prevailed on me. Let me see if I got the right thing up for Zoom. I think that'll do it. Oh, boy. Let me check one more time just to make sure here. That looks real janky. That looks real janky for the Zoom link. Okay, the Department of Justice must be weighing in. All right. Calm down. It's in the chat room now. It's in the chat room. There's the link to the Zoom. We'll go ahead and pin that to the top of the chat room since Blog Talk is not going to do anything reasonable tonight. So we'll just give up on that. All right, you can go ahead and give us a call on Zoom. You can go ahead and give us a call on Zoom. Please make sure you have your audio and your video on. Um, to the fellas, if you're going to call, please. I mean, okay, uh, please have your shirts on. I've been having an issue with that lately, apparently. I don't know if dudes reacted to the baritone, but please have your shirts on. Fellas, be fully dressed. Be something resembling fully dressed. I know you're probably feeling some kind of way and can't fight the feeling, but try, try to be fully dressed, please. Try to be fully dressed, please. Make sure you have your cameras and your microphones on, but try to be fully dressed at least. I know it's a bit of a struggle, but do, do what you can. 
do what you can. Go ahead and turn your uh, camera and your microphone on. A basey. Now, by the way, if folks start playing on Zoom, I'm going to ban you. So let's not have that. Let's not have that. Okay, Anthony, go ahead and turn on your audio and turn on your video for us. Go ahead and turn your audio and your video for us, Anthony. Okay, Anthony, you are totally in the dark. <coughs> I don't even like the sound of that. Anthony is totally in the dark out there. Anthony, do you need a minute to pull over or something? Because you know, in these circumstances, it's going to be an issue here. So let me put you back in the waiting room. Let me put you back in the waiting room. If you get on Zoom... Remember, you have to have your camera and your microphone on on Zoom. Otherwise, we can't use it. So, Silas, go ahead and turn your camera and your microphone on. If we have folks just dipping in and wanting to see who does Zoom work, we're going to have to ban you. So, Silas, go ahead and turn your microphone and your camera on. Mods, make sure they understand the basics of that. It's real simple. If you're going to be on Zoom, it's asking to put on your camera and your microphone. If you're playing on Zoom, I'm going to have to let them go there. All right, Silas, go ahead and make sure everything's on. What's on your mind? Okay, Silas. All right, Silas. Go ahead and make sure everything's on. What's on your mind? Turn off your speaker, Silas. Yeah, I'm on. Are you looking? Okay, Silas. All right, Silas. Go ahead and make sure everything's on. What's on your mind? Turn off your speaker, Silas. Oh, hold on. Yeah, I'm on. Yes, what's on your mind? Uh, what's, what's going on? I'm calling out Karen City, what my God that. Okay, what's on your mind, Silas? Uh, what's going on? No, I'm just joining. I'm just trying to see what's going on. What? Let me see if I can get Samantha on Zoom. Niggas is calling up here tonight trying to see if they can arrange a date or something. <laughs> yeah, we're not here for a date. I don't want to chit-chat with you. Maybe you were watching the video about uh about Jonathan Majors and you were like, hey Jason, you know, you sound like you got a nice voice. Huh? <laughs> Folks, let them know that niggas is calling up tonight. Something, hey Jason, you got a nice voice. Can we chit-chat? Whoa. This is not get a masculine date night. It really ain't. So, <laughs> fellas, fellas, come on now. Let's get our act together. Let's get our act together. This is not the Ebony Jonathan Majors photo shoot. This is not the one. This is not the one. These fellas heard tonight. It's like, oh, I can get straight to Jason. Hey, Jason, what's going on? Hey, what's that news? <laughs> hey, Jason, is you alone, Jason? You need some company? So, no, let's not do that. All right. I don't know what's going on Zoom here either. I got some folks, they're supposed to be joining, and they're not joining. So, folks, hit your buttons. Otherwise, I'm just going to think they're messing with us. I'm going to shut things down. Here, so, I don't know. Right now, I've just got dudes calling up. I got dudes calling up looking for companionship. 
I got people on Zoom who are not quite sure how to use their Zoom or something. I don't know what's happening. They don't quite know how to use it. So whatever the case may be, somebody make sure you got your act together over there. Please don't come on Zoom. If you are not ready to actually be on Zoom, let's not do that. I don't know if it's a full moon out there. Sometimes it is, and that happens. Okay, GQ, I got you up next. Make sure you have your audio and your video on. Please be fully clothed. Be fully coherent. And, and, and please don't, please be fully clothed and fully coherent. If you are neither fully clothed or fully coherent, um, call back on a later date when you can be. But in the meantime, no. Okay, GQ is not sure what he's doing over there. Okay, GQ, I was about to help him out here. All right, GQ, what's on your mind? Yeah, yeah, Jason, sorry about that, man. I just want to say, man, you know, we, we know it's a nigga rule for everything, bro. It don't matter what you're doing. It's always, it's one rule for them, it's one rule for us. You know, imagine that. Where are you calling in from? Chicago, Illinois. Okay, well, you already know you're in the belly of the beast. So, yeah, man, like I say, all these decades after Burge, dude's been locked up for decades. They still haven't cleared the rolls on that. And 30-something years later, 40 years after the first trial, and 30-something years later, you're just now saying, oh, the prosecutors was crooked. 30-something years later. It doesn't take no damn 30 years to see that. And it's not just them two prosecutors. It's not just the two of them. You can't have something going for 30 damn years that's just two dudes. And nobody else is aware of what's going on. See, when you're black, they come and grab the whole damn neighborhood. They march everybody out in handcuffs. They grab your little three-year-old nephew, like, bring your little ass in the paddy wagon, too. But for them, there's two prosecutors. We haven't found anybody else. Really, you weren't looking. Clearly, you weren't looking. That's right. Now they're out here MMA slamming folk in the middle of the damn street and the Police superintendent's like, oh, well, on my way out of office, by the way, I didn't think this was right either. Well, he's already gone. And, 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 and those brothers, you know, they think they finally made it. They get their uniform and their badge. They think they finally made it. You know, I'm part, I'm part of the program now. I don't have the, the nigga rule don't apply to me. You know, I'm, I'm no longer part of you niggas, you know. And so, you know, I, I don't, I, as, as bad as it is that they doing them and they not doing everybody else, it's not equality. I still can't. I can't have no pity for them because you the one should know better. You know, there, there's always some. They know how to pick them. That's the first thing. That's not accidental. They know how to pick them. If you come in and you're gonna disrupt the system, they, you're not gonna get in. If you do get in, you won't save them. They, they'll identify you quickly. It's like, whoa, that's what I'm saying. You won't be there for 30 years if you straight. You won't be there for 30 years. Oh, we can't find the evidence. They're going to get you out the paint quick if you're straight and if you're legit. But if you're crooked, how the hell are you going to be there for 30 years and you're crooked, but the straight people can't be there for 30 days? Yeah, and when you had a good, the good black police officers, and I know that for sure in Chicago, he's officer friendly. He's been on the force 30 years, and he's still walking the beat. And he got that old Billy Club. That old brown one. He ain't even got the new stick. He got the old brown one with the old 38. He's been on the force 30 years, 35 years, but he's still walking the beat. But he, but he won't adhere to, to the white supremacy. He he actually try to help 
black people. He trying to help the kids, the black kids in the neighborhood. He trying to help the old ladies across the street. They ain't got no no room for for advancement for him. No no room for him. No, he been sitting at the rank of corporal now for the last fifty years. That's right. They got they got like a cake they bring him for his birthday. But as far as advancement, no, you ain't gonna get no authority. He's been in the rank of corporal for 30 damn years. Can, can I get a promotion? He's been asking every year. No, not really. You might get a pay cost of living increase, but promotion? Oh hell no. You might actually change some things. How how many how many uh how many complaints you got against you? None. You ain't hit you ain't hit no niggas upside the head. You ain't put no dope on no niggas. Oh no, we can't. Well, you need to just walk the beat, man. We're gonna leave you right there. Yeah, you're not dependable. You're not dependable. You're not dependable. We, 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 we don't think we can depend on you. So there you sit. You couldn't have it. And by the way, Chicago, I mean, I, I, you live there. You know I'm telling the truth. I'm from Louisiana. And I'm telling you, as someone from Louisiana, Chicago is the most shamelessly corrupt city I have ever set foot in. I have never and seen it. In and the most racist, the, 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 most, racist. the most segregated city, and, I'm from, segregated and I'm from city Louis- and I'm from Louisiana, and literally in Chicago, one side of the street is Chinatown, and the other side of the street is Walgreens. One yes. side of the street is where the Russians are, and the other side of the street is where black folk are. That's literally what it is in Chicago. For anybody who's never been there, that's why he's not in his head. Because everybody knows that in Chicago is literally one side of the street stops and the other side of the street begins. It's like it's like the gang colors in LA just on a whole street level legalized. It's basically what it is in Chicago. Yeah, se- segregation city. And like we got a saying, down south, you can get as close as you want to, but don't get too big. In Chicago, you can get as big as you want to, but don't get too close. And righteously about that. So that, like I say, I, I would love to tell you, you can clean it up, but damn, as far as I've seen, it's corrupt from the top to the bottom. You basically have to march everybody out there. Oh, yeah. The, the guy you were just talking about, uh, Mr. Barack Obama, you know, he lived right in the street, 51st Street. You know, that's where his house is. You know, so, and, and that's a segregated, that's that, that's uh, a higher part. But it's, it's segregated. It's only, that's where the rich black people live in. You know, that's what... Uh, Obama, Farrakhan, uh, uh, Muhammad Ali—that's who—that's where they have their houses. You know? Well, they're, they're gonna—they're gonna tell y'all eventually if you act right, you can move to Lincoln Park. So you know, y'all, if y'all, if y'all do the right thing, whatever the hell that is, you might find your way to Lincoln Park one day. Maybe I, I want to stay right here in the hood, man. I'm gonna stay right here while I'm at. That's why they trying to buy. They trying to push us out of here. They want to buy. They, you know, they 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 got the crime. They report. They report how how violent it is. But, but the white man steady buying all the property up over here on pennies on the dollar because now the, you know, they scared the black people up about the neighborhood. You know, it's, it's a propaganda machine. I know our city, our city got a lot of uh, murders. You know, but when you think about four four million people in one city and you you talk about five hundred six. Okay, what happened? Oh, he dropped. Damn. Uh, let me see if I can bring GQ back in. GQ yeah. hit the wrong button there. Apologies there, GQ. Go ahead and start. I was trying to put somebody else back in the waiting room. My apologies there. Uh, go ahead and finish, brother. Oh, no problem. Well, well I don't know what, what, what part you missed, but I, what I was saying is when you got four million, I'm starting with four. When you got four million people in one city and you got 600 murders a year, 
you know, per capita, if not as bad as a St. Louis, a East St. Louis, a Louisville, or a, a, a Little Rock, you know, per capita. But they they promote that our city has so much violence because they want to lower the property value. But in the meantime, I'm watching it. I'm in real time. Them back up all the property in the black neighborhood. The white man, the police, the Irish. They steady buying over here, but it's so horrible. But you steady buying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bronzeville and everything else. And I've seen it with my own two eyes. And what you're witnessing in Chicago is basically a 50-year plan. You ain't going to get black folk out in 10 years. In some areas of the country, you can do that. There's too many of them. They're too strong to move them out in 10 years. So what you all are a part of right now is a 50-year plan. So what they're doing is they're building that Lincoln Yards up there. And that's going to be a permanent economic barrier, not temporary. That's going to be permanent. You won't, that basically is going to be a giant wall that marks off the whole north side. That's going to be it. And then on the south side, you're just going to, they're going to try to wither them on the vine and grab up as much as they can over the course of the next five, six decades. So it'll just be this slow creeping thing. So their idea essentially, and this is really nefarious because you've seen this before in places like Nazi Germany and other places. The idea, brother, I want you to remember this, is that your generation will not be here. You all are too intransigent, you are too stubborn, and you are too aware of what's going on. So what we're going to do is just slowly, incrementally do this over the course of 50 to 60 years so that by the time we get 50 or 60 years out, there won't be any more of you left. It'll be your children or your grandchildren. And they won't even know what's going on, or ostensibly, they're hoping I'll be better. You'll all be gone, and there won't be anyone in living memory who remembers what they were doing and when they started. For example, your kids and grandkids don't know about Lincoln Yards. They don't know about, hell, they ain't built yet. But you know, you and I both know what they're doing. By the time they get grown, they're going to be like, well, Lincoln Yards has always been there. Just like you and me with the Willis Tower. Sears building the Willis Tower. Well, it's always been there. But we don't, if, and I'm not from Chicago, but I'm just saying, what was there before the Willis Tower? What was there before Trump Tower? Just like in New York City, Times Square. What was there before Times Square? Black folks, Seneca Village. What was there before those structures were there? By the time when we grow up, it's like, it's always been Times Square. Or so you think. So y'all's children and grandchildren, That's I'm, I'm telling you, that's the plan. It's a five or six decade plan so that you all will die out. And then they can just be like, okay, now we can swoop on in. And they never saw, and our grandchildren never saw those those project buildings that were down there. They tricked all those people and moved them out of there and told them they'll be able to come back and we'll give you affordable housing. And now they got $250,000, condo condominiums and townhouses down there. That no, none of the people that, that ever lived down there for, for generations, for for, for 60 years, gener generations live there. They can't. They they displaced now. That's one of the that's one of the problems with the crime because they displaced all those those guys from the projects, put them all over the city into other neighborhoods where they never were. And then you got big turf wars and everything else, you know. So, but 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 they promised them when they moved them out there. Oh, you all will be able to come back. We gonna let you. We we we, um, we gonna make sure we have affordable houses set aside for you. And it's, it's, you don't see it nowhere down there. Well, um, first of all, let me talk about crime, so-called crime in Chicago. First of all, first of all, you told you tell me that you can catch Jussie Smollett and his hoaxers 
within a couple of days in the middle of basically a blizzard where they got an Arctic freeze. You can catch them within a couple of days. You can't catch the mad gunman on the weekend. You can't catch any of them. But Justice Smollett and them, you can catch them in Subway. Oh, yeah. Downtown. And all the rappers that were killed here, uh, uh, look, uh, Young Duck that was killed over there on the Magnificent Mile, you was able to solve that case within nine months. But everybody else, that get, you can't solve those cases. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, it's not an accident. It's not, it's an, not accident. an accident. So that's what I'm saying is I've always maintained that's not all legit. It is not. Because <laughs> here's the other thing, and I, I, there's elements to this folk need to think about. Everybody puts... When we talk about these kind of things, they talk about the folk running around, oh, there might be folk running around with black masks on, dressed up like black folk. Here's my thing, brother, and you, y'all in Chicago, I've never heard anybody say this before, but take this from me as an outsider looking in. I've been to the Italian market in more than one city. Philadelphia is the most famous one. It's not the only one. I've been to places. I've been to your Russia towns in several different cities. And what I'm telling you in Chicago, bro, I have very little, very little reservations about thinking, man, have anybody thought about organized crime? I'm not talking about the Italians. Mm. I'm talking about the Russians. I'm mm. talking about the Asians. I'm talking about everybody else, man. Arabs. I mean, they would think, they think, that we, I mean, y'all got for real, for real, Russian mafia, for real, for real in Chicago. Not yeah. some, there's a Russian dude over there. They got the whole area of town. Everybody doesn't know. Real, over there by uh, over there Japanese, by, over Japanese, there by Kennedy, over there by Kennedy King College, over there by Kennedy King College. I didn't get to show it in my film Gentrified. I didn't get to show it. I wish I had. I, I took some footage of it. I just didn't get put it But you all know, over there across the street from Kennedy King College, they got Kennedy King College. They had the shopping center where the whole foods is. And then you got on the other side of the street, there's this derelict building over there, at least it was then. Some folks told me they turned, tore it down and go do something else with it. After all these years, I imagine they might. But that neighborhood back there, the Russians own a whole bunch of land going through that neighborhood back there. And I'm like, okay, dude, I know gangsters when I see them. They're sitting over there. They're talking straight Russian. They're not talking any English. They got the little restaurants and things over there. They're talking straight Russian and not speaking any English. I know when I'm around gangsters. I know when I'm around them. But 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 we but the but the black people in Chicago are the only gangsters in Chicago. And you know, they uh um um what Kim Fox, our state's attorney here, they they the fraternal order of police, you know, they, they got a smear campaign they, everywhere you go this fire Kim Fox, fire Kim Fox because she told him and plain no English, you know, she's been throwing all those all those cases in the in the, in the uh, circle of drawer, in the circle of foul because she said it's not that I don't think the young black the black men in my city are riding around with guns and drugs, but you mean to tell me ain't no white people in my city got no guns and drugs in their car? It's over police in the black community, you know. But you know they hate her. When she made that statement, she became public, and that was in the first month of her in office. And she's been public enemy number one in Chicago since then. Man, look here. Like I said, I've been to the neighborhoods. I've been there myself. I know when I'm around gangsters. I know when I'm around dangerous people. I've been to, like I said, when I went to the Italian market down there in Philadelphia. I guess I wasn't supposed to have no money, but I'm like, I know when I'm dealing with mafiosos. I can see y'all. They got the little shops. Uh, I'm not going to say any names because I might need to go back there in a minute. But anybody with Italian Market on Christian Street and Christian Montrose, 
down there in Philadelphia. Y'all know where I'm talking about. Oh, I'm down there where uh, Walgreens is. I guess Walgreens is the spot where things go down. Is that Walgreens or CBS? I might be wrong. That might be CBS. There's a CBS, and they got signs all over it that say if you park there and you're not a customer, they're going to tow your car. But um, I'm just saying, you go in those stores, I'm just going to say in the store, you need to clear the black folk out of Philadelphia. I know when I'm when I'm in Gangsterville. I know when I'm there. And when I go where the Russians are in, in, in Chicago, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm in Gangsterville. Okay. I, I, by the way, and you give yourself away. Now, here's another thing. You give yourself away because I'm black over there. It's, I didn't realize till later. By the way, hey, nigga, you're the only black person over here. Don't you know you could come up missing? You're the only one here. They're like, oh, you're a tourist. So it's just by the grace of God I walked out of there, I suppose, because like, you know like I know it's a good half a mile to a mile to get out of there. A whole lot can happen to you in a quarter of a mile in Chicago. A whole lot can happen. So I'm, I'm showing, I'm exposing my ignorance. But, yeah, I, I realized later, oh, by the way, I was the only black face there. Now, of course, I was with my people, and they were just like, oh, they want to get something to eat. In retrospect, yeah, we should go on the south side. A whole lot can happen. I'll let you have the last word. Yeah, and we know what we know what happened to the to the little black to the little young black boy that was walking home through through Bridgeport years ago, maybe twenty years ago. You know, he was mobbed and, and bricked and, and beat uh, trying to get out. I, well, I know you know well about it, Jason. But um, you know, just just last words, man. You know, like you said about those Russian mafias. Those uh, the, we I, I want to add, we got the Japanese, we got the Chinese mafias, and they operate with immunity because the police too busy over policing the black neighborhood and trying to mass incarcerate us. The agenda is the same in Chicago as it is everywhere else. Don't think that uh, people in Chicago are operating, you know, uh, operating just gun ho around here, not being locked up. They still being mass incarcerated. Trust and believe, and. Um, that that a purge law that, that that's all garbage. Don't believe it. There's no purge law in Illinois, and uh, you know, just want to say, man, I know that we in we in war, man. We in the mental, physical, and spiritual wars. I say all the time, and we got to act accordingly. We got to move accordingly. And I just, like to say, I appreciate the broadcast, uh, Jason. I'm always listening to it, and I uh, I end on I lay my plane there. You know, be one, cut the check to the fullest. Thank you very much for giving us a call here tonight. They still got damn me black sites in Chicago. Folks don't forget about They got black sites in case y'all forgot. Chicago is a place where you can just, dis- it's engineered from top to bottom. You can disappear in Chicago quick. You can disappear in Chicago fast. I've been, it's a whole bunch of two lane streets in Chicago. It's a whole bunch of them. I'm not talking about in the black neighborhoods. My folks in Chicago know it's a whole bunch of two-lane streets. And it's only after I left in retrospect that I realized what was going on. Man, it's a whole lot can happen down there. It's a whole lot can happen in that place. It's a whole lot. And then when you consider how heavily and stringently racially segregated it is, like, for example, okay, you're doing all this building up there in Lincoln Yards. That's all nice and everything. But how many black folk you got working on that? How many black folk you got working on that? Are these opportunities? Are they bringing folk here from somewhere else? They bring them in from somewhere else. 
So you don't end up in those situations by accident. You end up in those situations by design. By design. To the extent you do, because Chicago is a place where an innocent person can get snatched up quick. Let me tell you, the two places in America outside the Deep South that I've seen where that can happen quick, Chicago and New York. Man, are you kidding me? New York is nothing but a whole bunch of long streets and alleys. Once you get outside of, um, once you get outside of uh, the Macy's district in Manhattan, once you get outside of that, man, it ain't nothing but a bunch of long streets and alleys. That's why they op- the police operate the way they do, man. It's anything can happen to you. You can get stuff planted on you. You can get disappeared. You can get everything. You can get everything. I've been there long enough even to tell you, oh, it, it, this is a perfect place to disappear. There's too many places. Y'all don't, they don't even have to put you in a river. In New York City, they don't even have to put you in a river, man. There's just so many places. The whole place, the place is a century old. It's concrete all over the place. There's old sewers and everything else. The folk are not monitoring anybody who's lived there or worked through um, the city. Man, it's sewers and tunnels and manholes that don't even work anymore. New York City has a whole bunch of their sewer system, for example, that's been cut off and doesn't act, isn't actually connected to the main sewer system anymore. You got tunnels, you got um, what pneumatic tubes in New York. You got whole parts of that city that over the course of the last century have been cut off from the rest of the infrastructure there. Man, it, it would be real easy for you to disappear up there and ain't got to bury a body. Don't have to nothing. Don't have to anything. You got to get it there first. Though. Just drop you in an old unused manhole cover somewhere and that's it. You got to get it open first. They won't even know where to begin looking. They got to know how to get it open They won't first. even know where to begin looking. You're not telling the logistics, so. There's more to it. Can't even start. But then again, it shouldn't be too hard to find you because there's cameras in New York. That's what they do in Detroit. Detroit's a welded shut. So it shouldn't be too hard to find you. I certainly know because they used them on me. There's one where they go in and out a lot. They had me on camera all over New York. Found out once I got back to Louisiana. But so the New York well detectives let me know they were looking at me. Yeah, yeah. They made them stop taking. Okay, but your cousin got shot, and nobody can, nobody seen nothing oh, down a piece of camera more. footage anywhere. Yeah, except your catalytic converters, though. He'll be sitting right across the street from the cameras. Ooh. It depends. Trying to get footage, you. Uh, it depends which one don't do it. I guess some don't do it. Uh, most of them. We a thousand people around is like, okay, that's it. New York is just weird like that. One minute, it'll be a whole bunch of people around. The next minute, it'll be nobody around. It's crazy. Chicago will be the same way. One minute, there's a whole bunch of folks around. The next minute, it's no one there. Yeah, they still got chop shop. It's no one there. I'm gonna see if I can get one more person on here. I'm not really sure. RTG, um, try not to ban them if I can avoid that. I'm gonna try one more person to get them on Zoom here. 
because I don't know if they're just looking at their phones tonight. For those of you, if you're looking for somebody to be a chat buddy or something, call a call a one nine hundred number. This is this is not the spot. So Herc, go ahead and turn your camera and your microphone on for us here. Let's not be slow about it. GQ was on here earlier, so we know it works. All right, there you go. What's on your mind, Herc? Make sure you have your audio on. Herc looked like an old Uber driver. Make sure you got your audio on, Herc. Herc is trying to work this newfangled technology. Herc looks scared. He looks frightened. Brother, don't be worried. Herc looks terrified. He don't have his mic on. Yeah, Herc is like this newfangled technology. He ain't sure Herc is the one that has the little microphone emblems. Herc is connecting audio. He's working on it. Herc looked worried to death. Am I old? Can the child support people see me? I've been on child support since 1963. What? Can they see me? Babe, I don't know what that is. What? No, Herc, I don't know if the child support folks from 63 are watching now. I don't know. Pinchers? Oh, yeah, yeah. If that's really a true concern, you They're might want to catch up babe. call in. Uh-huh. Those are called hemos. Hemos. Yeah, you know, really, the host hit me up. Jason, the host hit me up. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Y'all Turn your microphone on, Herc. What are you doing? I gotta find you because uh, it's a hobby. What is he doing? I think Bleach got on him about. They, they, they call now he's back to saying he's connecting audio. Herc, oh, if you don't man, stop connecting and disconnecting and talk. Okay, don't pull nothing else. You pull the hairs that, that's all right that's on it. Okay, whose grandfather is this? <laughs> okay, whoever Herc's granddaughter is, I need Herc's granddaughter to call him. And tell him to press the microphone icon. I need Herc's daughter to call him up and press the microphone icon. Baby, he is killing my program tonight. <laughs> I need y'all to call Herc's granddaughter and, and 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 tell her to call him up and turn the microphone on. Herc, it says you're okay now. Speak. Oh, he disconnected it again. He just keeps taking it out and putting it in. All right, Herc, I got to put you back in the waiting room, brother. You you are. Technology is not working for you. It is not working for you. So we gave it a shot. Herc is, Herc is technology is not his thing. Zoom makes it so damn simple. And he is a, I don't know what I do. I see a mic. I mean, I, I don't know. Is this a microphone or a lollipop? I, don't, I didn't know it was a microphone. It looks like a lollipop to me. All right. All right, y'all. Herc is going to. Shake back with us here later. All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up tonight. Hey, folks, like I say, Biden's administration is letting you know what it is. They're letting you know what the deal is. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is what it can be. At the federal level, what help you going to get at the federal level now? None. What help you going to get at the federal level? So it's going to be up to us. You're going to have a whole lot of folks here in the next year or two trying to fool you and convince you into believing that, hey, Thanksgiving, can't you see they doing something? They ain't doing a damn thing. Keep your eyes and ears open. Watch what's going on and don't get fooled. 
We're going to go ahead and wrap up tonight's program. If you are new here to the Black Channel, welcome to the Haven of Intelligent Black Thought. We do this every weekend. Click that red subscribe button. Click that notification bell. Join us each and every time that you're here. If you haven't been to our website, blackchannelfilms.com, you want to go there and check out our groundbreaking, best-selling documentary work, 7 a.m., Gentrified, Race War, all available on DVD and streaming. Go to blackchannelfilms.com. That is blackchannelfilms.com. I want to thank all of you for joining us tonight. I want to thank everyone who has contributed to support tonight's program on PayPal, Cash App, Super Chat, Venmo. And I want to thank all of you for liking and sharing the program. And this concludes tonight's broadcast of the Black Channel. I am your host, your brother, your humble servant, the Black Authority. And until next time, my brothers and my sisters from around the world, remember Black is the future, and the future is uncompromising. That's what's up. All right, y'all, me and Nene might come back streaming something else. Roll me up a blunt. Right.